0: previously on X-Men.
1: Hey there, folks! Welcome to another episode of Eddie and His Amazing Friends Hero Cast, formerly the Eddie and Caleb Hero Cast. He is back, blipped away again, I guess. But uh, this week's amazing friend, as I teased last week, uh, will be be—you'll be hearing a lot more of them as we're doing our. Uh, I don't know, I just dubbed it the Movies for Guys Who Like Movies bonus episodes, which will drop, uh, I think Sunday night is a good time, but it is uh, none other than Mr. Josh Davis.
0: Hey, 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 he's back.
1: Rising like a phoenix. Oh. Yeah, so that is uh, I, in our uh, our first episode, I should mention. It's already been posted by the time you hear this, but if you haven't, it is Con Air. Definitely a mandatory watch for any 90s action fan. It's
0: definitely a movie for guys who like movies. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And uh, I did a little more house house cleaning. So last week I had brought up the possibility of, I think I mentioned the Superman Red Sun, and it occurred to me, well, I've got all these Netflix Movies that dropped, and then a couple prime movies that dropped. Only makes sense to include the H, well, sorry, Max movies in there. As the criteria has switched, I used to only do movies in the American theater, although we made an exception with The Punisher because we just didn't know. And um, ended up switching to allow streaming movies, just no direct to DVD. That is where I draw the line. But as a result, I realized there are several movies that were added to the list, which is good because I'll need more material since everybody's on strike. And <laughs> I was hoping that Daredevil, not Daredevil, uh, Deadpool 3 would be the final episode. But uh, update your lists accordingly to add Wonder Woman Bloodlines, uh, Superman Red Sun, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, Batman The Long Halloween 1 and 2. So there you go. Added looking forward to him dc has a reputation of good animated movies and i've seen red sun so hmm. all right let us dive into dark phoenix oh boy this was <laughs> uh oh i almost forgot the uh plugs real quick the the twitter is ec underscore hero instagram ec hero cast or the Follow me personally at uh, Eddie C85. That's Eddie with a Y. And then uh, you are Joshy Knows Best on Twitter. That's
0: right, Joshy knows best.
1: Well, he does. That's why he's doing all the Sometimes. movie rankings.
0: Sometimes.
1: Well, yeah. So this is I. I you know, I've always called it X Men Dark Phoenix. It wasn't until this week I realized it's just called Dark Phoenix.
0: Yeah, it's kind of dumb. We'll just call
1: it X Men Dark Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually dumber to make it shorter. So.
0: Yeah, well, they're, they're not accomplishing anything. They're not they're not polishing this movie up anymore by doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, what what harm does it does it cause? I don't understand that.
0: I don't get it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, the time capsule. Let's dive all the way in here. So. Um. Oh yes, i uh, pretty sure our champions are all the same from last week. Let's, uh, let's see: Kofi, Seth, Adam Cole, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. Okay. yeah, it sounds like about right. And our all the usual
0: suspects.
1: Yep, yeah, and our song also the same. We have a two uh, a champion two weeks in a row. "Old Town Road" by Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Wow. Oh. That
0: that song was up there for a while, huh?
1: Yeah, it's the Roman Reigns of music. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. This came out when? In uh, June 7th, 2019. Uh, This was, for me, (laughs) I had a... I don't know if anyone ever does this. I had a class reunion with my 8th grade class. So... That was in June of 2019. Uh, it was fun. I've never? I guess. I mean, yeah, I've never
0: heard anybody do that before. <laughs> it's different.
1: Well, I just got Facebook messages. Someone put it together. I was like, Ah, sure, why not? And
0: uh, okay, I see.
1: Yeah, it was fun. But uh, where did we go? Oh, we uh, we had Mexican food. So that was that was good.
0: Just locally? You didn't go anywhere? Just all local?
1: All local. That's right. Local cantina. Cool. Mhm. And this movie, mm, <laughs> budget. So okay, I'll just the formality. Budget 200 million. Box office 252.4 million. However, this is why oh. I wish, I wish I had access to other um, numbers because. Unfortunately, I don't have access to the marketing and all the other various expenses that go into this.
0: and um, what you're trying to say is you don't you don't buy you don't buy what they're spinning. no because <laughs> so
1: yeah, I, I don't I wish I had, but unfortunately, my whole list would be out of whack. The newer movies right. i'm um the all the numbers are being reported on all a lot of these newer movies, but the older movies. The ones from the 90s, I don't have those numbers. I don't think they exist anywhere online. Probably not. So, in order to keep the list consistent, I just have to do box office minus budget.
0: got to take it at face value and just call it a day.
1: Yes. However, when I know, like in Lone Ranger, the movie is a notorious bomb, I do a little more research and figure out what this movie did lose. So, even though on our list, even though on the list it is... Number 98 at 52.4 million, right below Superman 3, and right above Power Rangers, all right. um, 62.5 with the inflation. It is, if we had all of the correct numbers, it would actually be dead last, Ooh. as this movie, according to um, Deadline Hollywood, which sounds reliable. When you factor in everything, the movie lost about one hundred and thirty three million dollars.
0: Wow, I would never have guessed that much. (laughs) Would you guess that much?
1: No. I wouldn't. I would have have guessed
0: it probably lost like twenty or thirty million or something, like counting everything, not a hundred on top of that. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, well, considering our last place right now is Zoom with Tim Allen. At, neg- at negative sixty three point one million. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean this Ugh. this uh, this doubles that. Wow. Uh, I mean I can't
0: imagine the marketing budget where, for Zoom is all
1: that significant. But
0: where did that money go? Or they lost that much? That doesn't make any sense, honestly. Do you remember it being like heavy advertising for this? I don't.
1: I don't. Maybe. I mean it didn't go into the CGI. Uh,
0: I know that. I mean. We, what did it go go to? I it, I don't know. That seems like a lot of money to lose. Did, did somebody just pocket that money <laughs> and disappeared? That's insane. It's what to me. It's probably what happened. Honestly, somebody probably pocketed it.
1: And it's funny if this movie came out today and did those same numbers, everybody would be screaming, "Oh, superhero fatigue! See, I told you." But
0: two yeah. months
1: two months earlier, Endgame made more money than any movie ever
0: right that's why that's this yeah this wasn't that for sure
1: there might be some superhero fatigue however it's also people have a certain expectation of quality and uh unfortunately with apocalypse it just killed the franchise and then this is what happens when you make a movie after the franchise is already dead
0: I think they, yeah, word of mouth, uh, knowing that this was the last one and, they, you know, there's yeah. there's no reason to keep going with it. And then how Disney, bad Apocalypse I, did. It's like, yeah, that's a perfect storm of why they lost money.
1: Yeah, and Disney had already bought Marvel at this point. So yeah. everyone knew that this was an inconsequential movie.
0: Yeah, I went into this knowing that there was a swan song for this group of characters. So, yep. I mean, well, so it kind of sucks because overall, we, I mean, we agree we like this series overall. Uh, yeah, it was kind of sour way to end it. Which reminds me, your history with the movie. Yeah, I was there in theater. Um, my daughter uh, took a picture with me in front of the poster at the theater, so we had a good time together. Um, I do remember liking the movie a lot more that day in theater with her, but then on rewatches, it's definitely gone down. when <laughs> I'm just watching it in a vacuum.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it when I watched it in the theater. I will say, I think, yeah, you were on for the episode of Split, and I mentioned yes. that I had a, um, I sat next to two people who were like talking throughout the whole movie, and I said, "There's only one incident that is comparable to that." <laughs> we we have arrived at that movie. Oh no! A guy next to me <laughs> just straight up took a phone call in the middle of this movie. And just talking normal, not whispering, not, not saying like, oh, let me call you right back, I'm in the theater. No, he's just talking normal, They're like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, okay. And I thought about saying something. I mean, he was a bigger guy than me, but it's like, this, this can't be. Like, this guy cannot be talking in the movie like this, taking a phone call. And I was like, I gotta say something. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Eddie. This movie sucks. Are you really gonna risk a confrontation over Dark Phoenix? Probably I not. said, you know what? Some people might say you bitched out. I say, you know what? You just got to pick your battles. Yep. Uh, you know, this was not a movie that it's like, oh, I'm missing critical plot points. But
0: uh, I mean, it, the, it's kind of uh, the audacity of somebody to do that and just not care. It's like that person probably did need checked, but also you got to pick your battles. And yeah, yeah, that wasn't, the, that wasn't the movie to make a big stink about it. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. I mean, if it's Endgame, I, I say something. If it's Dark well, Phoenix, you wouldn't have been no. the only one. Other
0: people would have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something else. Other people would have been going nuts to make him shut up.
1: Yeah, I've never, I've never seen someone just take a phone call and just talk normally, like as if they're, you know, just anywhere, you know, walking through a mall, like just talking at normal volume. Yeah,
0: the worst. It's, it's kind of like those people that get on like their Bluetooths and pu- and like public places and they're just having conversations right in front of you. The
1: only <laughs> thing worse is when um, you got the people on the uh, the speakerphone. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah. It was, oh yeah. Uh, that happens at my gym locker room all the time. People just on their speakerphone just talking and.
0: I don't, I don't understand the, the reasoning with doing that in front of everybody, but okay.
1: All right. Um, the numbers for this movie, critics, 22%. Fans, 64. A little higher than I thought.
0: See, yeah, when I when I left the theater, like, I, you know, I had a good experience with my kid. She liked it. You know, she's not a movie critic. We had fun, so I enjoyed it for what it was, and it was just like... Probably the sentiments of it being over with, and I liked seeing them one more time. I think I probably gave it, like, around a six, leaving theater. But, spoiler alert, it's lower than that now.
1: Yeah, I don't remember what I would have given it. I didn't like it in the theater.
0: I definitely felt it was, like, a very... You know, honestly, what I compare it to now is Halloween Ends. That's what it felt like to end the franchise. It felt like Halloween Ends.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, this is a Ric Flair's final match type of movie. Yeah, and uh, I know, look, I know people are excited about Deadpool three. I am too. Sort of Marvel's first, or I guess Disney's first crack at uh, X Men, kind of.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think Magneto is announced as the villain. I hope uh, Ian McClellan lives that long before the strike is over. Uh, but I don't know. The X-Men, I mean, if you look at the early, the late 90s, it, superhero movies were dead, and X-Men just brought it back. I mean, Spider-Man yep. was a big help, but...
0: Uh, uh, probably Blade, too, I'd say. Blade. Blade, Blade a, had little, a little bit yeah, in there.
1: Blade a little bit. I mean, yeah, mostly
0: X-Men, really. X-Men yeah. really brought it back.
1: I mean, in 1999, there was one superhero movie made and it was mystery men so and it lost which money, i like
0: but, which i like and yeah i don't understand how it maybe lost money but probably just because nobody cared
1: i yeah i liked it too it, but yeah it lost money. I own that on and, dvd uh, somewhere <laughs> i do too someone bought it for me for my birthday randomly nice uh, but yeah that was uh i mean again spider-man really helped but uh i mean x-men set the tone for like 23 years worth of movies really Yep, it really did. And, yeah, X-Men X2 was great. Logan was great. I liked The Wolverine.
0: There were some bad
1: it. ones in there, sure, but...
0: I watched that today, by the way. I went down X-Men Rabbit Hole, and Wolver- The Wolverine was the last one I watched today.
1: The Wolverine That's a good one. Yeah, uh, Days of Future them. Past, First Class. I mean, yep. mostly hits. I mean, I'd
0: say they're yeah. batting about 7 out of 10-ish.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know you a good, and I, good to uh, great. Yeah. guilty pleasure with X-Men Origins Wolverine, but I understand people don't like it.
0: I think I didn't score it super high, but I still gave it like a six, maybe. Yeah. I remember. Um, but I, I like it, for sure, it's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, I,
1: I, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's some, there's some fumbles, sure. But, uh, and then I mean, there's,
0: there's I, movies in the MCU that I don't really give a crap about. Oh, for so, sure. It kind of it kind of evens out.
1: Yeah, but I mean, this uh, overall, I yeah. thought Fox did a did a nice job
0: with X Men. It just unfortunately I mean, didn't end well. You really consider that, it, really, when you look at it, Disney is working like WWE. Like they're they're a they're a how should I phrase this? Uh, Disney would be the wrestling company that's churning out quality for you in the Attitude Era. WCW is the TV company that just happens to have wrestling. That was Fox with the X Men. So they really made the best of a bad situation. Like they didn't have great creative and long term planning. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So I mean, they really. Yeah. You consider everything. Like they really probably did above their heads with how good most of the movies turned out.
1: Yeah, no, they didn't plan it as well. I mean, you had, like, Sabretooth just be a random villain in the first one, and it's like, oh, yeah, we need him for the origin movie. Let's just retcon it. Every- so, it, whatever, but...
0: Like, how many X-Men movies do we have, counting Deadpool? Like, ten or so?
1: Yeah.
0: It's... Something like that. I mean, I like... Mo- yeah, I would say I like probably at least seven of them, probably.
1: You get Wolverine in the yellow outfit, finally. Deadpool 3.
0: I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean... Hopefully it's fun. I don't know. I'm going into it with just not high expectations, like waiting to be blown away. Just I'm expecting to go and have a good time and enjoy seeing Hugh Jackman back one more time.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'm not – I mean, look, I'm happy that they're doing the, the traditional outfit. I, to me, it never was. It never bothered me, but I get it. A lot of people wanted it. So.
0: A lot of people don't like the fact that he's not a midget either. <laughs> he's not short.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like the Snow White dwarves. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I I I always thought like from a tactical standpoint, black leather is the way to go. I mean, maybe camo, like, but I like
0: mean, the X two look. Yeah, like X one, X two.
1: It just never bothered me, but at the same time, it's like I I I do want to change on the costumes over time. So.
0: Well, it's cool that they're doing it for sure. I agree. Yeah.
1: Anyway, let's jump into this cast. Uh, All right. <sighs> So I have a lot to say. We'll start off with the villain, Vuck. Uh, Horrible. Yeah. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica Chastain is Vuck. I mean, not everybody's already made the what the Vuck joke, so I'm not going to do
0: that. Could cra- change your color name. Color, y- yuck. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing memorable about her. She's bland as hell. She's a good actress, but it's like, it's a garbage character. I didn't need her at all. Anytime she's on the screen, I roll my eyes. Like let's get past this. Just a couple of the scenes I actually do enjoy in the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I consider myself not a hardcore X Men fan, but pretty close. Yeah, I had to. I'd, I've never heard of the Debari before this movie came out, and apparently they are an obscure alien race. And the best I can tell, their big claim to fame in Marvel is that the Phoenix destroyed them.
0: So, <laughs> so we, it was absolutely necessary to close out this franchise with yeah. these random characters nobody knows about
1: and it's it's uh, it's i mean whenever there's a um a colossal a critical and box office failure of something there's always the excuses that come i mean you you hear them all the time with like bischoff and russo oh the standards and practices they just they kept sh- killing off our ideas like okay and this one is no different um the big excuse was, well, we we wanted the scrolls. That was the shapeshifters we wanted, and Disney got them and used them in Captain Marvel. Otherwise, we had the scrolls. That was going to be a different movie. And I know uh, who was it? Uh, Ty Sheridan had explained the ending was going to be different. It would be involved with the scrolls at the UN or something. I don't know. But I honestly,
0: don't think it would have been any better.
1: No, it's like <laughs> you're don't. just. You're swapping out a shape-shifting race for a different shape. I mean, a,
0: a better shape-shifting a, race, a better known version of it. Okay. Yeah. So that part of the that aspect of the movie might have not sucked as much, but it really wasn't going to bring it up that much.
1: Yeah. My my problem is is like, in the Dark Phoenix comic, uh, which I've read like a million years ago. I'm more familiar with the uh, animated series of it, but
0: sure.
1: In the comic, the scrolls don't even play like a big part. In it, as opposed to other people you could have chosen, but they did not. So, Um, yeah, just a terribly. I would honestly just
0: rather. I would rather them just did their own completely unique story and just told a story of Jean Grey and the Phoenix for like a really cool end chapter. I don't know. I don't think they needed to really go adapt it from something that existed because they have they haven't been able to nail this story. Let's be real. Yeah, and, and, and Vuck's powers
1: are ill are not defined. I don't know what her powers were. They're shapeshifters, I guess, but they only do it once in the movie. But also, it's like you have Mystique there. Why do you need another shapeshifter? That's
0: stupid. They really did the same thing they pulled with Apocalypse. The exact same thing.
1: Yeah, except they took an iconic villain and dumbed him down. Here they took right. a crappy
0: villain and dumbed him down. <laughs> right, true. So it was even worse with Apocalypse. But yeah, the same yeah. thing, though. It's like they give them these unlimited powers they kind of show you a little you know a little snippet of it and then it's like okay you know that they're powerful just watch the movie now yeah Um, awful honestly we gave her more more time than she deserved right now
1: (laughs) yeah well there's not there's not a ton of characters that are worthy of talking about but I have to mention Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique just uh, all time phoned it in
0: just terrible. Like, I, and I actually like her overall. Like I, we went and saw that, uh, the comedy movie she just did. forgot what it was called. Saw that theater. it was fun. It's like, I liked her in the first and second of, of these X-Men movies that she's in. But from three on, she found it in this one. It's like, I swear, she must've just been there for like a day or two and shot what she had to and, and was done with it. That's what, that's how it felt to me.
1: Yeah. This was last day of school vibes.
0: Yes. Uh, it's okay. Her makeup was crappy. It seemed like she just barely did the minimum on that also. Like, she's like, I'm sitting here doing all this.
1: <sighs> and I honestly have the same complaint for Sophie Turner as Jean Grey.
0: Uh, uh, you know what's she, funny? Yeah, is she's Grey
1: from Game of Thrones, so I know she can act. It's not that. Right.
0: She was better than the previous one, too. Um, yeah. I was going to say, though, I... I went down that X-Men rabbit hole today and I was like, you know what? I haven't watched last stand in a minute. Let's watch this and compare it. And I forgot just how much better. Oh, I didn't forget, but it's like, it's glaring how much better uh, the original Jean Grey is compared to her. It's like night and day. Like even in a, even in a bad movie, like last stand, which I also don't really enjoy. Like, just some of the characters are a lot more fleshed out, and they're, like, legitimate actors, so it's like, they hold credibility when you're watching. It's like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't really care about Jean Grey this way. I wanted to, but it's like, I didn't really care.
1: Well, the problem is, they don't tell you much about her. They just assume it's like, oh... You know Jean, she was in the first set of movies, so we, you know her already. It's like, well, no, because this is a different timeline, it's a different actor, you gotta...
0: But they did a lot more The Last Stand with Jean Grey, like, her uh, backstory. Yeah.
1: You can't just be like, oh, she likes Cyclops, and that's her character development.
0: Yeah, true. Ugh.
1: Then it felt like they just wanted to do Phoenix. I mean, it's like, Sophie Turner debuted one movie ago.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it's like...
0: He should have had some build-up.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, like X, X one and two, considering when they came out, like they were pretty epic. So there was a lot of credibility and build up with Jean Grey. It's like people actually cared. It's like, oh, and and it was also the first time they adapted it from that Phoenix. So it was like, okay, you know, we're excited. We want to see this. This just felt like she didn't deserve it.
1: Yeah, if I was Disney and I was gonna start X Men movies, I wouldn't do Phoenix until at least the fourth movie. I mean, I yeah, would tease sure. it, but. I would wait. If you rush it, it's just going to be crappy.
0: If they do if they do X-Men movies, which they're going to, and if they get to that again, if that bombs or it's just they don't nail it when they had the third chance and Disney's doing it, I'm going to say they probably should never, ever touch it again. Never, ever touch that story again.
1: <laughs> and it's funny because if you watch, like the cartoon is like five or six episodes in a row. So if you just watch that like it's a movie... I mean, they <laughs> can literally just
0: adapt from that. Yeah. You know, that's the clip notes. Just clip notes right there and just use the best of. And people will be happy you adapted it and it's watchable. <laughs> uh, last, well, not
1: last guy, second to last. Uh, Someone I actually did think tried in this movie, Michael Fassbender as Magneto.
0: He's great in everything. He's the highlight of this, this to me for sure. I'm going to just be honest with you. My final score, he bumped it up a half a point just by how good he is in his role.
1: Yeah, he was quite good. Unfortunately, he wasn't in it long enough. But... Nope. <laughs> and another guy I thought did... He's done better, but he did not phone it in, I would say. James McAvoy as Professor Charles Xavier.
0: I, I mean, I love both of them as those characters. I think they play off each other well. They have good chemistry. And yeah, his character, the only thing that kind of holds him back is just the script, and he's meant to be less like you know less likable and he plays that well though
1: yeah i mean like there's a couple scenes where i can point to and say could have done better but uh overall not bad
0: i think Fastbender definitely was the mvp of the movie
1: no for sure
0: <laughs> so i re- really uh not to get into spoilers yet but did you watching it did you think that he was possibly going to die by the way they framed some of the scenes
1: Which one, Magneto or...
0: Magneto. Both, but Uh, mostly Magneto. So I remember thinking possibly, I'm like, oh, wow, are they really going to do this?
1: No, the only person I thought would die was Jean Grey. Just because they...
0: Because it's happened before. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's how they killed Phoenix in X3. And I was like, well, they already borrowed the Jean Grey trying to join with Magneto storyline from X3, so they might as well do the whole like you have to kill me to really except I thought it'd be Cyclops that does it but apparently she just flies away
0: that was a choice
1: <laughs> yeah well we uh we open in 1975 with Jean Grey as a little girl and uh her that's pretty much the exact same opening as Shazam her powers cause uh, her parents to wreck the car Uh, She gets a visit from Professor X, since she's unharmed, and he can just do that. So, he recruits her to his school. We cut to 1992, and a space shuttle is launching, but something's wrong, and the president calls the X-Men, and it's up to them to save the shuttle from this weird solar flare.
0: I will say, just really quickly, I like this opening, like, just because it gave me vibes of the cartoon, like, the outfits the beginning i don't know i like the opening of this movie
1: yeah opening scene's not bad uh but Compared uh, to
0: the rest yeah. of the movie especially <laughs> yes
1: now uh keep track is what i'm about to say <clears throat> so they get to the shuttle cyclops blasts a hole in the side storm seals the holes with ice from space i guess Uh, Nightcrawler and Quicksilver rescue the astronauts, but they left the commander behind, so Nightcrawler and Jean go back, even though Mystique didn't want to, which is like, why? They can teleport, which is instantaneous. It's not a big deal. They do that. The solar flare hits Jean, and she absorbs the energy, which I guess gives her the powers of the Phoenix, even though she had them in the last movie, but never mind that. So... Everyone's Mm. happy that the X-Men saved the day, except Raven, who is mad that they risked their lives, which I thought was the point of being a team of superheroes. Then uh, she says, I can't remember the last time you took a risk, Charles. It's like, well, he did take a bullet to the spine and paralyzed him, so pretty big risk. Yeah. And then we've done 165 episodes, plus bonus episodes. Plus reviews of the boys and various Marvel shows. We get the cringiest line of dialogue ever spoken in the history of the podcast.
0: <clears throat> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> and by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to X-Women.
0: Ooh. <sighs> My God. What other, which, which other woman is she talking about? Just herself and Jean? <laughs> I
1: guess. And Storm, I guess. I don't... Storm.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've never really watched any of the, any of this group of movies and felt that way.
1: Well, first off, it felt like they caught wind that Avengers Endgame was going to have uh-huh. this girl yep. power scene, so they're like, "Well, we need to do that too."
0: Yeah, very but forced. It,
1: with with that, it at least, even though it was kind of forced that all the women were on the battlefield at the same area at the same time, at least you could look at that and be like, oh, "Okay, cool, women power." Uh, with this. Let's unpack this line. So, Mystique piloted the ship, but she also was the only person on the mission who wanted to leave without saving everyone. Cyclops, a man, blasted a hole in the ship. Storm, a woman, closed the hole. Nightcrawler and Quicksilver, both men, saved most of the astronauts. Jean, a woman, got to the other one, and ultimately Nightcrawler was the one who rescued him. So this line not only dumb and cringy, it doesn't even make sense in context. Yeah, not really. And then it's never brought up again. So why was it even? Ugh.
0: Honestly, if she was ever going to say a line like that, the only one she really could have done it probably was the days of future past. Yeah, I.
1: It just it it was so out of place. And again, with yep. the context, it made no sense. I could argue that Nightcrawler did the most work in that.
0: Yep. <sighs> And Terrible. Quicksilver, and, yeah, several of them. I mean... Uh,
1: so, Gene is back on Earth. Their power levels, they are literally off the charts. Then we cut to a dinner party of uh, rich white people that is invaded by the not Scrolls, And the main white woman is taken over by a shape-shifting alien, and that is the only shape-shifting we will see from the shape-shifting aliens. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. Then
1: we... Then we cut to a party at the mansion. We get a Dazzler cameo. I hope you enjoyed it. It's the only new X-Men in this movie. And speaking of the only time in this movie, Scott tells Jean, hey, the kids call her Phoenix now. That's a nickname that I don't believe was ever brought up again, despite being the title of the movie. Um, anyway, Jean ruins the party when she just kind of explodes with energy, and Charles feels this that he's at some awards ceremony. So, Charles enters Jean's mind with Cerebro. This is probably the only good special effects in the movie. And he reveals he's put up walls in Jean's mind to save her. But Beast is conflicted by this. And, um, you know, I get it. I would have to agree with Beast in this one. So, Jean wakes up, kicks him out, kicks Charles out of her mind. Jean decides she has to see her father, who she previously thought was dead, In the crash, I guess that was the wall that Charles put up. So, the not Scrolls meet and find the power is contained inside a mutant, and Vuck says we can control her power and resurrect our race here on Earth. So, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) We're just going to do a take over the world storyline, which was literally the last movie.
0: Sure, it's like Transformers, the Decepticons. They want to rule earth and make it their own yeah sure sure we'll go with that
1: anyway Jean goes to this small town and visits some old house and finds her dad she asks why didn't you look for me and he says i didn't know what you were and oh, that day my whole world died so x-men show up Jean freaks out she fights off the x-men even quicksilver who she throws out of the movie and Never to be
0: seen or heard again. Back to American <laughs> Horror Story, he goes.
1: Pretty much, he has like a quick line at the end where he tells a student, "Like, hey, slow down." But yeah,
0: it's shame, a, shame. It's convenient to just be
1: like, "Oh, yeah, he broke his leg, so sorry, his power is worthless, so he can't come." Uh, and then uh, Mystique, who I guess her and Jean are best friends. Sure. Uh, she tries to help, but uh, accidentally shoots her back and into this piece of wood which impales and kills her.
0: Repeat <clears throat> a... real one, okay, sure.
1: Yeah. Repeat a real one. She couldn't wait to get out of this movie.
0: She's like, I'm gonna need you to Jamie Lee Curtis me out of this franchise right now.
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, back at the mansion, Scott is doing the... Well, she's... It's not that. It's not the gene I know. Okay, so... Later on, Charles and Hank, they share a drink, and Hank wants Charles to just admit he was wrong. And this was probably uh, James McAvoy's best acting in the movie. Same with uh, Old Beast. Yep,
0: yep, I agree. Uh,
1: But I, I do have a problem with this, though. Everybody's talking about the walls that Charles put up, and here's where I wrote, everyone's just forgetting about the big massive energy that hit Gene, and it's like, no, it's the walls. That's what did it. Right. Like,
0: no one... Like how, how dare him try to protect her? and They just overlook what's currently happening.
1: Yeah, No one but Vuck mentions the big energy wave ever again in this movie.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even though it made her, like, clearly different to Scott, who doesn't mention this, so...
0: Yeah, anyway. somehow they all focused on Charles and what he did years ago. Yeah, it's all his fault. Yep.
1: So Jean heads to Magneto's camp that he's made for the mutant refugees to live in peace, and she asks Magneto how he stopped hurting people, and he said killing people doesn't make the pain go away. And but she keeps asking, he keeps asking about whose blood is on her shirt. And the military show up looking for Jean. Jean shows up and is about to kill all the soldiers, but Magneto saves them. And then Magneto banishes her from his little village, so she leaves. So finally we get the meeting we've all been waiting for, Vuck and Jean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this random woman just walks up to Jean, and she's like, you should join us. And Jean's like, okay.
0: Sure. Sounds fun. girl <laughs> girls got to stick together.
1: Yep. So Hank shows up at Magneto's village. Um, he joins him, I guess. And then back with Vuck, she tells Jean... That what hit her in space was the same energy that destroyed her world, but it was absorbed by you. basically says, with this power, you can be a god, so the X-Men and Magneto, uh, sorry, the X-Men and Magneto's team, now with Beast, they all find Gene in some townhouse in New York, and they fight outside of it, and Magneto pulls up this big subway train to block the door. Uh, cool idea, terrible CGI, but Whatever.
0: Yeah, I was noticing that too. Like the the idea of it happening was cool, but I don't know. It kind of fell apart. Where'd yeah. that budget where'd that budget go? Where'd all that money go? <laughs> well,
1: Magneto tries to kill Gene with a stair banister. Good idea. Yeah. The Magneto I know would have done something way cooler than that. He would have ripped the stair banister apart into like a million little spears and shot it at her but wrapped it
0: around her or something
1: yeah you know? uh, this magneto's watered down yeah but she stops him and just crushes him inside of his helmet which was kind of funny and then just throws him outside so now it's charles turn to go in and gene gets him to walk up the stairs which uh I would have thought it would have been a better demonstration of her power if Charles just walked normally. I thought that in the theater at the time. I'm like, what? All she's really doing is, like, levitating him a little bit, and he's like uh-huh. his feet are dangling a little. But it's like, if he could just walk normally, it'd be like, oh, wow, your powers she's like, are really strong.
0: She's like, get out of your chair and walk to me, Charles. And he actually did it on his own.
1: Yeah, but instead it's, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. But she can't. Bring yourself to kill Charles, then Jean asks Vuck to take the powers from her, so she does, because apparently she can, even though it was a energy that killed her whole planet, uh, whatever. So, Vuck takes the power, even though a second ago Jean was the only mutant strong enough to contain it. By Vuck's words, not mine. Uh, anyway, military, or, sorry, the mutant containment unit, the MCU, ha <laughs> ha,
0: Mm.
1: They show up to capture all the X-Men and take them to a better life. No, they put the collars on to neutralize their powers, though, and put them on a train, like a a prison train. A con, like
0: a de- Deadpool.
1: A con rail, if yep. you will. So, the Not, I didn't understand this. The Knot Scrolls attack the train, to f- which frees the mutants, but... Had the not Scrolls not attacked the train, the X-Men would have just been sent to prison and instead of they eventually foil their plans. So yeah, I don't know why, why, why they, they just leave, attacked the like, train. Oh, you,
0: yeah, why don't they just say, oh, you're contained, you're out of our lives now, let's yeah. go destroy your planet.
1: Yeah, Vuck has the power, or so we think. And the X-Men, their biggest adversaries, are neutralized and on a train off to a prison. You win, but yep. you got cute. So, uh, it was the, uh, what was that game? The Jets Raiders, where, like, the Jets, all they had to do was not mm. do a
0: suicide blitz. and Right. They got burned deep. <laughs> yep. Well,
1: Storm gets rid of a few soldiers. That's her big moment in the movie. And then Vuck shows up. They fight some. And there was the cool scene with uh, Magneto shooting, like, a million guns at Vuck, but... We've already saw earlier in the movie and many other times in this battle that bullets don't do any damage to them, so it kind of took the coolness away.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
1: And then, uh, so, Jean takes her power back, I guess, and then Vuck says, if you kill me, you'll kill all of them. Why?
0: (laughs) Because, I guess. She's like, take my word for it. Trust me. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... Jake Roberts. I heard that Jake Roberts' voice. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, anyway, Gene just flies into space, just like our movie last week, Brightburn, the the, the villain. And he, he flies them in, into the clouds, and Vuck just blows up, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Yep. So, uh, Gene turns into the Phoenix, I guess, and that's the last we see of her. They change the name of the school to the Jean Grey School of the Gifted. We hear Gene say that that's not the end of the X-Men. Actually, it is. And Beast is now the headmaster, and Charles and Eric meet up in Europe somewhere to play chess.
0: <laughs> I got my money on uh, Charles.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, we get a consolation prize... Well, oh, sorry. Phoenix flies over Europe. But there you go. Yeah, we yep. get a, a a consolation prize, I suppose, with New Mutants. But uh, this is pretty much the end of the
0: uh, the X Men stuff. Well, You got what after? Like in in the in the timeline, what happens after this? Probably Deadpool and Logan, right?
1: Yeah, I would say that probably. I mean,
0: in the in the timeline,
1: it's it's hard to <laughs> say. I mean, it's Deadpool, so they may reference this movie. They shouldn't, but they may, because it's...
0: Yeah, I don't really think I mean, they need to reference this movie. <laughs> they,
1: I mean, they reference Green Lantern, so you never know. Oh,
0: oh but, yeah, true. Uh,
1: if they do, I think it'll be comedic. Yeah? Well, you uh, you can give the grade, because I have a lot to say. I'm going to get warmed up.
0: All right, um... Yeah, like I said, uh, when I left theater, I was probably about a six ballpark. I've probably seen this movie now three or four times, probably. Um, I think it's right on par with Last Stand, is my two least favorites in the franchise. I'm going to only give it a slightly better grade than Last Stand uh, because of Michael Fassbender. Basically, it's the only reason. I'm going to give it a 4.5, which is the lowest movie I've graded on this show. Mm -hmm. Um, It's probably more like a 3 or 4 range. I'm just being generous probably, but I'll say 4.5 is my score. I'm not going to be generous, although Uh, I'd say I did like a few scenes, probably 3 or 4 scenes in the movie I liked and a couple performances, but overall, yeah, for like, I compared it to Halloween Ends, very underwhelming, end of a franchise. It's the same deal with this one. I
1: would probably give this a three. However, I'm not going to give it a three. Ooh. So, I don't even know where to begin. I guess uh, it's, it's, it's funny because... I know that this movie, like the writers and everybody are aware that X-Men Last Stand did poorly. And people didn't like it. And I'm aware of this because they made fun of that in X-Men Apocalypse. They said, everybody knows the third one's the weakest. Mm -hmm. And so I'm aware that they, so in my mind, this is them saying, okay, you guys couldn't do the Dark Phoenix. We're going to do the Dark Phoenix. Yep. So I have to I have to go all the way back to 1997 with uh Batman and Robin. Oh. And I gave that film a 0. Oh, and it's, boy. it's it's probably more like a a 2, but yeah, probably. I gave it I gave it a 0 because I said, you know, after Batman Forever came out, a lot of the peep- criticism was yeah, this is too campy, too goofy. We don't want this. We prefer the Tim Burton style. So Joel Schumacher said, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to just give you more of that."
0: Yep, double down on it.
1: Yes. And this movie, so putting on my my X-Men nerd hat, I realized that first class killed off the Hellfire Club. That's fine. But if I could go back and and ask these the, the people creating this movie, I would say, listen, you're, you're creating the, the Dark Phoenix. You made fun of the Dark Phoenix, the X-Men last day in, in Apocalypse. So you, you've mocked that attempt. So let me ask you this. If you're going to do Dark Phoenix, do you have any of the following in your movie? The Emkron Crystal, the Shi'ar Empire, Alondra and her brother Ken, Gladiator, Mastermind, Corsair, the Starjammers, Oh, no. Well, we don't have any of those things. Okay. (laughs) Then you're not doing The Dark Phoenix. You're doing it in name only. Yeah. My biggest pet peeve, as I mentioned in in Batman and Robin, not learning from your mistakes. X-Men Last Stand showed you what not to do. You made fun of it in Apocalypse. You then proceeded to do a worse movie. Yeah. I have to be consistent. This is a zero. Ooh. Oh. It's probably a three, but if I factor in the fact that they got Mouthy in X-Men Apocalypse and had to take the little shot at Last Stand, a movie which I think is better than this.
0: Um, I I would say that it's a more enjoyable movie than this one. I would say that this one's probably a more well-put-together movie, if that makes sense, just like as a movie, but it's kind of like Halloween Ends. Like I, I don't have gripes that that movie is not well made, I just have a lot of problems with the story.
1: See, I I kind of think that it it's I mean other than the fact that they completely botched the, the Phoenix story, like this is nothing like the actual source material, but right. ignore, putting that aside, it's like they did not introduce any new mutants. They had Vuck, which is not even a mutant, just an alien. And it's like, this is the only movie that introduces no new characters. You know all.
0: what? I'm thinking about that. Maybe Fox and Disney were like, you know what? Don't you dare introduce any new characters. We're going to save it all for the MCU.
1: Maybe. I don't know. That's but probably it's, what yeah. happened. It's just
0: thinking about it.
1: I mean, it's like you tease Sinister in, uh, <laughs> in Apocalypse, and I know that was intended for Logan, and then the Logan people were like, no, we're good. So, I don't know. You use that maybe? I don't know.
0: Just, well, we know they're just gonna tease Sinister for the next I just, 20 years. I
1: just hope they just keep teasing him and just, never. He, never yeah. he just never shows up. He's like uh, Veer and Emma.
0: He's like he's like Jason when the calendar hits uh, Friday the 14th and he's just sitting there. He's like, up, oh, back yep. to bed. But yeah, no
1: new characters. You had Magneto's friend with the hair. Like, who's I this got guy? S- uh, yeah.
0: That bozo sucked. What? What I a la- that, dude.
1: What a lazy power. <laughs> Uh, and curious, then, like, she had, he Magneto also had, like, a female henchman. I don't know what yeah. she even did. I don't think she ever did her powers. Uh, and then you have the Dazzler cameo, which is like, whoop you do. So, um...
0: Deadpool's and... X-Force was better than Magneto's oh. crew. Oh,
1: easily, easily. <laughs> but at least with the, uh, at least with X... At least with Last Stand, it, uh... They had the story... I mean, they had the they shoehorned Phoenix in, and the movie was mostly about a cure for the mutants. But at least there was, you know, there was that. I didn't think this movie really had much of a story. It was just stuff happens to Gene, and yeah. they don't even really tell you much about Gene.
0: I think, I think the movies are about on par with me. Where I take points away is I think it's my least favorite... Not counting Apocalypse, because he's barely in it, but my least favorite Hugh Jackman Wolverine performance is in Last Stand. And I like Fastbender, so it's probably the only reason I bumped this about that. And I saw it in theater with my kid, which I did not see Last Stand in that same way, so probably the only reason. But they're yeah. not the same to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the opening scene is kind of fun, although Mystique ruins it with her stupid line. Yeah. Uh, and then Michael Fassbender probably makes this a three, but I have to I have to, uh, I have to uh, make my own stand and, and give it a zero just because um, they they thought they were gonna go in and be like, we'll show you how the Phoenix is done, and it's like,
0: it's like yeah, oh, we just we just... didn't have the
1: scrolls, that was it. We didn't have the scrolls. It's like they were not gonna make the movie better.
0: No. Nope. Just for them to have the audacity to make it, take a shot at it, and then that's what they put on the screen. That is pretty... Like, I understand what where you're coming from, just to hold them to that standard. Yeah,
1: well, that was Dark Phoenix, and... Uh, you did you did give
0: uh, Apocalypse a way higher score. <laughs> I don't remember what? what you... Apocalypse, you gave it a way higher score, right? I did, one? yeah. What did I give Apocalypse? Uh, I thought it
1: was oh, like a was four a, or something. That was a three. Three? Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, if I gave What's, Apocalypse a three, Apocalypse is better than, my, my non-smart-ass uh, grade would probably be that two and a half then, because I can't let this be on par with Apocalypse. It's worse.
0: So you do think it's worse, yeah. I, I would I, I, say, I, yeah, the, this last stand, and I would say Apocalypse is just a notch above both of those.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah. I to me, this was the worst of the
0: X-Men. Yeah, I feel you. It's, but, I mean, it probably, it probably, when it boils down to it, it's probably the worst one,
1: but yeah, we got the um. I don't know. I guess uh. What would you call it? This if, if well, if we still have uh, we have one more to go. But it's uh kind of X Men adjacent. But uh, we'll get there when we get there. But of course, Con Air dropped uh, Sunday. If you're already listening to it, it's already out.
0: That but will why? not be getting a zero from you.
1: No, no, absolutely not. Uh. But next week is uh, stay on Disney Plus. It is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Hmm. Nice. So that's a big one. I'm uh, hoping we'll have a guest. It shouldn't be hard to get one for that. I have a friend who said he would do it, but then he got a new job, so I don't know what his new schedule is. So we'll <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that would be next week. Far From Home. And uh, eh, why not? I'll round out the, the rest of the year. After that is Joker. Then I mention Wonder Woman Bloodlines. Oh, I guess that is the rest of the year. Okay. So that is 2019. And then I'll do the uh, Best and Worst Of episode. Um, yeah, as we head into everyone's favorite year, 2020, after that.
0: <laughs>
1: um, oh, I have an uh, end quote here. I was oh, very right. tempted to do the Gene, uh, the Mystique one, but I already said it. Sure. Um, this actually is a very good line from uh, from Magneto, and I use this quite often after uh, Aaron Boone press conferences.
0: Was <clears> it the grilled, <throat> the grilled Eyes? No, no. <laughs> Not that one, okay.
1: You're always sorry, Charles, and there's always a speech, but nobody cares anymore.